0: Hello, and welcome to the Totally Clinical podcast, brought to you by Techro. Totally Clinical is a deep dive into the freshest trends, big-time challenges, and most excellent triumphs of clinical trials. I'm Hannah, your host. Join me as I chat with industry experts, trailblazers, thought leaders, and most importantly, the people benefiting from clinical research. So tune in, settle back, and don't touch that dial. It's time to get Totally Clinical. This week, Grayson Scott, Clinical Research Coordinator and Site Supervisor at Centricity Research joins me on the podcast. Now this is a special one because it's the first user we've had to join us and explain more about how Techro helps with his day job. Welcome to the podcast, Grayson. Could you start by telling the listeners more about your role at Centricity Research?
1: Absolutely. I began at Centricity Research in 2019 as an oncology clinical research coordinator. So kind of a boots on the ground position, seeing patients every day. I was in the oncology center for uh, about three years. I have since 2021 become the site supervisor of our multi-specialty clinic. So I've moved into kind of a different role now, but we are a multi-site, multi-specialty organization that spans from the U.S. to Canada. Currently, I'm still assisting seeing patients in the oncology center. So I'm still very much actively a CRC. And on the other side, my responsibilities now as a supervisor, I oversee um, a clinic that has eight clinical research coordinators that are overseeing studies of all all different kinds. So multi-specialty there. And then we also have a kind of unique role at that clinic called research assistants some companies may refer to them as clinical trial assistants, I've heard, something like that. Those personnel really help see the ongoing visits so that coordinators can focus on enrollments and randomizations. But I help to supervise all of that currently.
0: Let's talk about your experiences with TechGrow. Can you start by telling us your overall perspective on TechGrow?
1: Yeah, so Techro has been great. It is essentially provided instant access to any of the essential study documents right there in the palm of your hand, literally instant access to protocol, inclusion, exclusion, uh, excluded con meds, like all, all the kind of really vital things that a coordinator needs day-to-day, and it also opens new lines of communication, in my opinion, for questions that a site might have that they don't realize other sites probably have, or the sponsor may not realize that, that other sites have. So I think it's, it's a great way to connect sites that would never be able to communicate. I think it's a great way to kind of branch all of those sites together through the sponsor.
0: One thing sites tell us is that TechGro fits well into their day job, meaning there isn't a lot of extra work for you, unlike some other Systems particularly in the role of CRC, I think you can find yourself with extra work with some of the tech that sponsors want you to deploy.
1: I would agree. I would say that it's a trickle down effect, right? So with the sponsor, they, from my understanding, tend to be probably the most technology heavy in terms of research, because they're doing things like pulling very large metrics, but your standard, you know, standalone, independently owned research site may not be that savvy as far as technology goes. So the trickle-down effect would be that by the time it gets to the CRC, some of the things that we run into, for example, going back to remote monitoring visits, that is something that on the whole sounds like it would be simpler, but actually is, is more difficult for, for a coordinator. A clinical research coordinator has to take these documents that may be kept on paper at the site, a lot of sites are still using paper source. They have to take these documents that are kept on paper at the site and redact all of the patient health information, the PHI off of those documents before sending them. So that that ends up being a lot of manual, page by page searching for PHI in documents. And of course there's electronic systems that, that can help you, but it's still a very manual process and actually adds a lot of time to a monitoring visit for a clinical coordinator. So that's just one example that the trickle-down effect that we see kind of puts a little bit more burden on the coordinator than than some people may be aware.
0: We've heard that at times technology can actually be a hindrance. Do you have any examples you can share?
1: So one instance, probably like three months ago, I was actually seeing a patient at a randomization visit. So week one, day one visit, and there was an electronic diary system that we had to use. Sponsor mandated that it had to be electronic, could not be paper. If it could not be performed on the electronic diary, then it was missed. And it was actually one of the exploratory endpoints was the diary results, so very important data. We got in the patient room, completed all the, all the elements, uh, we're ready to dose, and the only thing we're missing is the diary. So we, we fire up the tablet, you know, open the diary app, and it doesn't work, doesn't populate. We try for like a half an hour, can't get it to work on the phone with tech support for an hour still can't get into work and long story short the sponsor we contacted them asked them if we could do it on paper just to collect the data have the patient fill it in later and they said absolutely not so that was actually missed in that instance we could have collected the data points but because of this mandate of the use of this e-diary system we were not able to
0: wow that is not a great patient experience I imagine there's still some legacy in clinical research that makes going digital easier said than done.
1: It's interesting because I think that by and large, once you get these systems integrated, it's kind of easy. But to get the ball rolling is very difficult. It can be very expensive for sites. A lot of sites may not even be able to afford the electronic regulatory platforms or e-source platforms or CTMS systems. If you're a very small site that's just running one or two studies that may not be an option so as far as solutions for the current time i think a sponsor on the sponsor side maybe the willingness to work with these independent community-based sites and kind of meet them where they are would be a helpful solution you know obviously in the future i personally see source going completely to electronic i see regulatory going to completely electronic within Probably the next five to ten years at the least, so I, I do think that eventually we'll all get on board, but I think we've we've done this thing in clinical research where we used to have no technology and everything was on paper, and we would fax queries back and forth to each other. Some of the older CRCs also will remember that, but now we do we, we've kind of turned to 180 and now everything has to be you know on the cutting edge of tech so we're very much kind of stuck in the middle a lot of these smaller sites are we've kind of Got ahead of the curve at Centricity Research, which is, which is really helpful to us now, but it was quite a difficult process for, for a couple of years there.
0: Getting back to Tech crew, unlike other digital approaches, having it on your mobile makes things a whole lot easier.
1: Yeah, I would say the ease of access to the inclusion, exclusion, and especially the um, excluded con meds in the protocol. It, it's really convenient for a coordinator, uh, especially when you're in the room with the patient. Say that you do keep these documents electronically, well then you have to have a computer with you at all times if you're going to pull up these documents. So if you're a site like ours at Centricity right now, we're kind of in a hybrid mode. So we do electronic regulatory, but we do paper source currently. Um, We are eventually moving to electronic source, but right now you would have to, if you needed a informed consent form, for example, you have to print it off. If you needed the excluded con meds, because they're kept in the protocol, which is electronic, you have to have a laptop to log on, get in our e-reg portal and open it up and find it within the protocol. It's really convenient to be able to pull your phone out, log into TECRA, pull up your protocol and then search prohibited con meds. Um, And you can pull them right there in the patient room and go through the con meds with the patient. So just very easy.
0: One thing that's unique about your perspective is that you have used Techro long enough to have seen the platform evolve. What have you seen from Techro that can really change the game for sites?
1: I'm really excited about the communication possibilities. I don't think currently that there are enough lines of communication open with sites to sponsors. As a coordinator, I can speak to it that if I did work with a a study that had a CRO, which I would say most of our studies had CROs, it was extremely rare that I would ever actually contact anyone at the sponsor. Obviously, the CRO is being contracted to do that job for the sponsor. But it is still, in my opinion, really imperative that sponsors get site feedback. And that's not something that I actually see happen practically day to day in research. And I think the Tech opens up avenues of communication for sites to be able to communicate directly with the sponsor, which is great.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your perspective, Grayson. We love to hear from happy users. Is there anything else about Techro that comes to mind?
1: That is another thing you know that's available with, with Techro is the ability to consolidate logins and URLs and all of that and, and keeping it in place. I would say as a coordinator in oncology specifically, the average study these days probably has seven to 10 different electronic portals per study that the sponsors are using. So whether it's an EDC and an IRT and a lab portal and an imaging portal and a pathology upload portal and all these different things they're using, um, it's probably between seven and 10 portals per study. And if you're at a site that is, got two or three different coordinators, you're probably seeing 40 to 50 open to enrollment studies at one time. So it ends up very, very quickly being quite a lot of URLs and passwords and usernames to keep up with. So that's really exciting to see Techro consolidating that too.
0: And finally, considering the challenges sites are facing with technology overload, what advice do you have for sponsors and CROs?
1: I think it's very important that sponsors do reach out, that sponsors do survey, that sponsors do actually care to hear about sites' experiences on the trial. It's, like I said before, it's very rare if I worked with a CRO or sometimes just directly with a sponsor, either way, it's very rare that as a coordinator, I would get asked my opinion of the programs that we're using. Is this EDC system easy to use? Is this system very difficult? Or did the imaging upload portal actually work? Or was it? were you on tech support You know, calls for three hours every time you wanted to use it? So one thing I would add is just on the sponsor side, on the CRO side, sites are not a commodity. Sites are a partnership. So absolutely use their expertise and their knowledge to make all of our lives easier.
0: (laughs) And that's your dose of Totally Clinical. You can download our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please subscribe and leave a rating and review so more people can find the show. See you on your next visit and remember to bring your friends. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.